Today on the Ad Hero Podcast, it's Super Bowl time. Get ready for the most anticipated advertising event of the year. Super Bowl 58 is this Sunday, and the commercials are set to be nothing short of spectacular. On this special episode, the Ad Hero Podcast will be diving into the world of the Super Bowl commercials, discussing what to expect and what works for audiences and which ads have already caught our attention. Email us at theadheropodcast at gmail.com or through social media at ad symbol. To subscribe to our podcast, find us on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, and Google, and now featured on Amazon and iHeartRadio. Become a supporter of the Ad Hero Podcast today through Spotify.com. Just search for the Ad Hero Podcast. Your donations keep the show online as well as get valuable insight to help market your business. The Ad Hero Podcast is a must-listen show about marketing and advertising. This podcast offers expert insights, trends, and techniques from insiders and influencers. Visit the Ad Hero Podcast website at adsymbol.com backslash the Ad Hero Podcast. Ad Symbol, the digital out-of-home marketplace. Buy and sell advertising space on digital billboards and traditional media. Find us online at adsymbol.com. It's time to call the Ad Hero. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gian Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Olivier. And welcome to a very special edition of the Ad Hero Podcast. That's right. This is the Super Bowl 58. San Francisco 49ers going to win it all. Quick hitter edition of the Ad Hero Podcast. Uh, we are excited to bring this particular episode to you guys because uh, 50, Super Bowl 58 is here, and so are the commercials that everyone is anticipating to see on this special edition of the Ad Hero Podcast. We're going to be diving into the world of Super Bowl commercials, discussing what to expect, what works for the audience, and which ads have already caught our attention. Gino, are you pumped? Oh, for sure I am. For sure I am. I think everyone's going to get a lot of good nuggets out of this one. You know, a lot of people can't afford um, these big commercials, but you, I think you can get some good ideas for your business on a local level. Hey, maybe someone listening at some point will be able to afford this six and a half, seven million dollars that the currently is asking price for a 30 second spot during the Super Bowl. But uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Gino, uh, you found an interesting story to kind of kick things off about the history of Super Bowl TV commercials in the United States, correct? Uh, yes, I did, actually. This article is coming from Statista.com, talking about the average cost for 30-second advertisement Super Bowl in U.S. broadcast from 2002 all the way to 2024. So check this out. So in 2024, advertisers are paying an average of $7 million, just like you were saying, to air a 30-second long commercial during the Super Bowl, um, what, LVI. You know, I forget my number room rules and what that means. 58, we'll go uh, Super Bowl 58. 
There we go. The I think it's 56 right there, but it's all good. The, the Super Bowl is one of the biggest events of the sporting calendar, but it's so much more than just the football being played on the pitch. The spectacular surrounding on the event, which culminates the legendary halftime show, is hotly anticipated and watched by millions around the world. With so many captive viewers before, during, and after the game, advertisers use the Super Bowl as a means of raising awareness for their products. However, the awareness and visibility comes at a cost. Since 2017, the average price of a 30-second TV advertisement during the Super Bowl stood at a minimum $5 million U.S. dollars and has risen even further in the last few years. The Super Bowl commercials have become a phenomenon in their own right, with social media buzzing with speculation, or I'm sorry, speculation about the innovative ways in which big corporations will sell their products. A 2020 survey revealed that 79% of viewers see the commercials as entertainment, while almost 71% stated that they enjoy watching the commercials. It also seems that the viewers will go to some length to see these commercials beyond their original air date during the big game. During the 2019 Super Bowl, consumers spent 641,000 hours watching Super Bowl ads on YouTube, representing a 58% increase over the previous year. Talk about an impression rate, Matthew. Yeah, uh, I would say so. I mean, look, the, the, the history behind all this is obviously people know they're paying upwards of $7 million now for a single showing during the Super Bowl. But it really I've been spending a lot of time this week watching other podcasts and other people talking on X um, about this process. And it's really about the, the storytelling leading up to the ad being shown. And then the the long-term effect of what you can do with your brand. So if you're a big business or medium-sized business or even a startup and you're going to throw $7 million at a Super Bowl ad, let's just give you guys a few point pointers on the practicality and what you should do to make that ad effective and make it sticky. So ideally, you want to have something that is going to grab the audience's attention, make them think do something that is not of the norm. So it really kind of, because you have everybody's attention locked in on the commercials. Like literally I have known people over the years that don't even care about the game. They care more about the commercials that they're going to see. That just goes to show you that the audience, the global audience is very, very, very dialed into what they are going to see at the commercial break. So it would behoove you to make a commercial that is funny, unique, stands out, does something off the norm, and then has some sort of call to action where you can get the follow-on effect. I remember during last year's Super Bowl, and Gino, you may remember this particular ad, but it was literally just a QR code for 30 seconds that was bouncing around the screen for th the whole 30 seconds. With the idea being that the viewers would take out their phone and scan the QR code, which would then point them to the destination website, right? Very unique way to spend $5 million, $6 million for 30 seconds. You just have a QR code up there. 
obviously everybody's going to be like, what the hell does that QR code go to? They don't know. So they're going to scan it. Now, could you argue, well, that's not really hitting your target audience? Sure. But if your idea is to just make cast a huge net and maybe capture a bunch of brand new customers who didn't even know you existed yet, that's a very innovative way to do it. I just want to pause and ask, Gina, what's your thoughts on the idea of just a bouncing QR code, the, the commercial that was aired last year? Are you a fan of that? Or would you like to see a little bit more storytelling with maybe the ending of the commercial being a QR code that people could scan? Well, did that commercial have the actual branding on the commercial? Because if it did, then it might be hit or miss if people click on that um, link. But But if it's not... And it's just telling you to take a picture or a QR code and go on there and click on that link. Then that might take someone like me to have some kind of like curiosity. I'm like, okay, what's this commercial? Am I going to, am I fear of missing out kind of thing? Right. You know what I mean? FOMO. So now. Yeah, no, it didn't. It did not have the brand on it to answer your question. It did not have the brand. It literally just had the QR code bouncing around. So, so that, that tells me that not only is there an impression on the viewer, um, but it also gets the information that the advertiser was looking for and possibly even a right. conver- another conversion over into that person whether buying that product or signing up for something, right. whatever it was. So it's a very genius right. idea to do that. I just wonder what the outcome was for that particular company. Right. And, you know, let's, and then, you know, let, again, let's talk about the continuing storyline, right? So if you're going to do a brand launch, let's, let's, let's actually just present two different brands. Uh, let's present the brand Dunkin' Donuts. And let's present the brand, brand new startup company X. Okay. Dunkin' Donuts being a very established brand with, you know, a very long history of branding and people know who they are. I think maybe they're even over 50 plus years in business as a global brand, I I expect, uh, would suspect. They can get away with doing something that is just on brand. Like I read that there will be a Ben Affleck commercial during the Super Bowl where he is serving Dunkin' Donuts through a drive-through window. Now, obviously, <laughs> they're spending seven million dollars for thirty seconds to show a face that people recognize and love because a lot of people love Ben Affleck. They think he's a great actor, right? His performance in Batman was decent. I'll give him that. Uh, but they're combining his recognized face with the recognized brand of Dunkin' Donuts. And it's funny because here's this A-list celebrity actor serving Dunkin' Donuts through a drive through window. Now, do you think Dunkin' Donuts, the corporate brand, is thinking this $7 million commercial is going to instantly make people want to go out and buy Dunkin' Donuts? No. I guarantee they're not saying that. However, what they are betting on is the fact that you and I, as the viewers, are going to have this warm, fuzzy feeling inside that because Ben Affleck, an actor that we love, is serving Dunkin' Donuts in this very funny way through the drive through window, that the next time we pass by a Dunkin' Donuts, we're going to have a good feeling inside about the brand Dunkin' Donuts. 
Such a good feeling, in fact. Such a good feeling that we might even deviate from our travel and pull into Dunkin' Donuts and go through the drive-thru and get some donuts on the way to where we're going. Okay? That's what they're paying the $7 million for. That's an established brand that can get away with that. Now let's talk about Company X, a startup company who doesn't – nobody knows who you are. No one see your brand. No one has seen your brand. No one knows your logo. No one knows what you stand for. That type of uh, company should consider doing the bouncing QR code idea, okay? Because no one knows who you are yet. So if you are an unknown brand and you hire Ben Affleck to be in your commercial, people are going to know who Ben Affleck is, but they're not going to know what your company is. And just the fact that Ben Affleck is in the commercial would probably get some people to go to your site and see what you're all about. Okay, I remember a few years ago, Matt Damon was in, um, I think it was a Crypto.com ad, if I'm not mistaken, when Crypto.com was trying to launch uh, their site. And actually, they hired a bunch of celebrities to be in their Super Bowl ads. Mm. And I think they did even more than one, if I'm not mistaken. So they spent big money on that. So obviously, all those celebrity brand names are going to make people curious to be like, hey, let's go check this out. However, by and large, people, if they don't recognize the company that that celebrity is latching onto, they might brush it off as just like, oh, that celebrity just got a payday to be in a commercial with this brand. I'm really not interested to find out what this brand is about. So if you use the bouncing QR code idea, you're instantly engaging people to say, what is that about? Let me scan that QR code and let me see what that site's all about. Kind of like what you just said, Gino, fear of missing out or FOMO. So... What's my point? My point is I really personally feel that there's two distinct paths that you can go if you're going to spend the money to do a Super Bowl ad. And the one path is only unlocked to you if you are already an established brand. If you're not at the level of a McDonald's or a T-Mobile or a Dunkin' Donuts, you pretty much need to go with this other option which is like the shock, value, curiosity, different, funny, something that is not of the norm. So that – do we do we know what the viewership was of the Super Bowl last year? Wasn't it like 65 million people or 85 million people or something like that, like worldwide? Well, I, I have here it's, – it's almost at 100 million. It's in the 90s. So – so something to the effect that's so outrageous, so interesting, unique, and different that 100 million people, when they see the one single play of your ad and you get all that reach, 100 million reach, that they're going to want to take action and come to your site. And by the way, I did read another interesting fact, or I, rather I heard this on another person, but a lot of websites underestimate how much traffic is going to flood to their website by doing this. You can instantly crash your website if you're not ready. So you need to have the infrastructure set up to put on a message to that many people, 100 million people, because you might have literally 5 million hits to your website in milliseconds, and that could instantly crash your site. So you really got to be ready for it, okay? It's, it's a big deal. Um, and, you know, hey, look, it's an exciting day. Everyone's amped up. We're amped up for the actual fact that the 49ers are playing for the game. But people that don't really care about what teams are playing, but they want to participate in watching the commercials, this is your moment to shine. 
So um, I, I think it's exciting. I can't wait personally. And Gino, you and I have actually had a chance to preview some of the Super Bowl ads that are going to be playing. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, and before we do that, just really quick, I ran across this website called High Tide Creative, and they were uh, showcasing three ad techniques you can learn from a Super Bowl commercial. And their three techniques were to tell a story, humor is rememberable, and number three, nostalgia is necessary. So they're saying that if you have all three of those things, you can become a, or you can have a great Super Bowl ad that will be memorable for your brand. Yeah, and and again, I mean, if you go back to the Dunkin' Donuts example, the story, here's an A-list celebrity serving donuts through a drive through window. Okay? Memorable. Ben Affleck serving donuts in Dunkin' Donuts is very memorable, and that's an iconic brand. And then nostalgia. By and large, people, most people in general, have a very good association with donuts. Donuts are delicious. They're warm. You pair them with a cup of coffee or, you know, milk. Tastes delicious. So it's a wholesome, good feeling. You could even argue that it's a very American feeling, right? So there's that mm. nostalgia aspect to it. And they've hit all three checkboxes on that site's suggested format, right? So a right. little bit tougher to do if you're a brand new company that no one's ever heard of, but it's not impossible. And there's going to be some really – there's going to be some companies that do Super Bowl ads this Sunday that we've never heard of before. But we will know their names after the ads run because of how, how big of an audience it's going to be. Then it then you got to talk about and look at how are we going to milk this exposure? How are we going to juice this out and get as much maximum value out of this? And that's where you really have to that's where you really have to yes correct that's where you really have to make sure that you are active on social media active and on billboard displays active outside active in different places okay because people are going to want to continue to hear about your brand and read your story after this super bowl ad airs so that may, that would be the other misstep that I think a lot of brands make is they spend the 7 million dollars get all this exposure one shot and then boom no one ever hears about them again. They go dark. They fall off. You got. It's up to you to keep the the storyline going. So, Gino, what have been? Uh, what are some of the uh, ads for the Super Bowl that you've previewed already? You've gotten a sneak peek at. And um, is there one particular one that stands out for you that you really like? Yeah. So far, the ones that uh, I've seen. Uh, they, they were all kind of good. They, they, they um, just really quick, just so everybody knows, it, it turns out that there's a theme for this year of um, of the uh, of all the spots, and the theme goes as. Let me get this set right here. Um, they they're looking for something a little more like inclusive um, with their ads. So I I think they're seeing obviously thinking things are more memorable, but it says here, the overall theme of the Super Bowl commercials is diversity and inclusivity. Advertisers are striving to create campaigns. Inclusivity, yes. Advertisers are stri striving to create campaigns that resonate with a wide range of audiences, celebrating different cultures, backgrounds, and experiences. 
from heartwarming moments to star-studded campaigns featuring iconic figures like Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky, and Vince Vaughn, the lineup promises to be truly unforgettable. In fact, that's coming well, from uh, iSpot.com. There's that nostalgia reference right there, right? All those people kind of drum up feelings, good feelings inside. So their brands make people feel good. And if you feel good, you're going to want to associate yourself with the brand that makes you feel good. Okay, that's a very, that's an important thing for anybody listening to the show right now. You need to associate your brand with things that make people feel good. They feel good. They're going to buy what you have, your products and services, right? They're going to want to be a part of your community and your vibe and what you're doing. Um, I will say, though, that at the mention of what you just stated, Gino, I was having some some momentary flashbacks to our ESG episode. Go check that out on THAP because <laughs> I'm wondering if there's like any uh, ESG stuff like tied into to that uh, you know notion here, right? But Hopefully not. You mm. know, uh, that's that's a whole nother matter. But that's what I thought. again, yeah, right. the, whole, the the point, the, 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 the overarching theme, though, guys, is just simply put that if you do make people feel good, that's why E-Trade uses the little babies. So E-Trade uh, became famous for having these little cute little babies in their commercial because little newborn babies with their little fat chunky arms and little fat stomachs and stuff. I've never met anybody in my life who has not thought that that was cute, adorable, fun, funny, you know, loving, all these kind of things, right? So by E-Trade associating themselves with a funny little segment of these little babies that are wearing suits and dressed up like adults, they are drawing upon the feeling of good emotions and good vibes and good energy that we have about babies. And now we're associating that with the brand E-Trade. And it's kind of like, oh, well, I like E-Trade because E-Trade is connected to these little tiny, cute little babies. And that makes me feel good. So therefore, I feel good about E-Trade. That's what they're going for here, guys. So part of the thing we like to do here on THAP is kind of pull back the veil, kind of look under the hood, if you will talk about these things, kind of like unpack all of this for you guys so you can kind of see what's going on. And uh yeah. What so what what's a uh let's let's kind of wrap it up, Gino, by talking about our picks for the two ads that we we each like. What's what's one that you've seen that you like? Okay, so I chose one for BMW and it features uh Christopher Walken in it. And it has uh, a lot of people, great, yeah, great actor, as a lot of people um, imitating how he talks. So let's let's pull that up right in here. All right, here we go. There we go. It's right. The real It's the real. Yeah. Of course. Enjoy your coffee. Careful, it's hot. Thanks. Your dog's so cute. Mm. Ooh. So yeah. No, man. Thanks, Come on. You know, you look nice. Okay. With that? That's <laughs> for you. Yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. 
Why don't you cut some weight? Yeah. There's only one Christopher Walken and only one ultimate driving machine. The rest are just imitations. <laughs> Great, yeah. great commercial. Great. A lot of fun with that. Again, going back to what we talked about here, they're using a memorable uh, brand, celebrity, A-list celebrity, associating him with the BMW brand. Funny enough, they don't even show the BMW until, well, I guess they'd show him driving around in it and stuff like that. But the focal point of the commercial is not on the car, if you noticed. Yes, the, the guy's opening yeah, the door like for him. Yes, he's going. Yes, he's yes, exactly. He's you know, guys opening the door for him. He's going through the drive-through. You're seeing images of the car, but your focal point is on Christopher Walken. So it's not until the very end when it just shows the car driving off that all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is a car commercial, right? So uh, pretty interesting. Uh, great job by BMW. And and I'll the, add this. The, yes, uh, hmm. um, I think Usher made a little reference to when Christopher Walken was in the um, that music video um, and the name just totally escapes my mind. Um, Fatboy Slim, the, the, the Fatboy okay. Slim uh, music video. Because we Usher goes up the stairs and does like a little stance, right? And uh, Christopher Walken did the same thing. Okay, so there was like a little Easter egg hidden in that in as well, Easter which is always a fun thing. A little fun thing in that too. Good way to create online conversation when people spot the Easter egg, right? They're going to talk about it on on X or whatever. The video, uh, the commercial I chose is actually a uh, DoorDash one. And uh, I thought this was extremely clever. Gino, go ahead and let's cue that up. DoorDash can DoorDash pretty much anything. So this year during football's biggest event, DoorDash will DoorDash stuff from all the ads. All to one winner. All the snacks. Every automobile. A tax service. And who knows what else. We uh, haven't fully thought this thing through. It's a big day for a chance to win it all. DoorDashAllTheAds.com Now, multiple things I love about this. First of all, super creative idea to literally like DoorDash being a service that can bring food to your house. Now they're expanding their footprint. They can bring groceries. They can bring other things, right? So they're basically taking advantage of this opportunity to really zero in on that concept that DoorDash is not just a thing for food anymore. It's a thing for everything. They also have a custom URL here doordash-all-the-ads.com. So they're going to be able to track all the hits that come to that URL from the showing of this commercial. So they're going to get huge amount of analytics feedback. Guys, when someone comes to opendisplay.com, which is uh, our site for booking the billboards, uh, which we encourage you to check out, we always get the question, well, how do we gauge the ROI on a billboard? Okay. The same could be said about TV ads. How do you gauge the ROI? Here's a great example of DoorDash is using a custom URL. They're going to show this ad during the Super Bowl, and they're going to instantly be able to track how many millions of hits they get to that unique URL. 
they're not pointing people to go to DoorDash.com. They're pointing people to go to DoorDashAllTheAds.com so they can track all those hits. It's genius. Brilliant idea. Super fun, creative, sending you all the stuff you saw in the commercials. And then I even like that the narrator throws in this little quip about what else, what else you're going to get. We don't even know yet. We haven't really thought this through. It just kind of makes it funny, kind of makes it memorable. I project that this will be one of the best commercials with the best results for all of these reasons. Plus, it's like a contest. People love throwing their name in the ring for a contest, right? They got nothing to lose. I'll throw my, I'll throw my hat in the ring. I'll see if I win all the stuff. People love that. So I think that commercial is going to do very well. Um, super excited for the Super Bowl overall, but I think the yeah the commercials are going to be the real star of the show this weekend for people that are not really into the game itself. You're going to have a lot of fun watching these ads. Very creative, um, and it's going to be a great three and a half four hour span of time. Gino, do you have any final thoughts on Super Bowl advertising and what we're about to see this weekend? Uh, I just want to throw in the fact that, um, you know, during these, uh, during the whole escapade of the, of the Super Bowl, it started out where commercial was $35,000 in Super Bowl one. And for the last two years, the average price is now $7 million. I remember people like Gary V were saying that Super Bowl ads were totally like underpriced. And that was, what five years ago something like that so if we go back like about five years uh it looks here about 5.3 million dollars was the price for the super bowl ad and then it jumped up to like 5.6 and it kind of went down to 5.5 and then it went up uh in 2022 to 6.5 and now seven the last two years um I, I, I do think that years ago they seemed a bit underpriced, um, but now like it, 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 what has fascinated me actually just real quick, just to kind of throw this in there. And I've thought this for, I don't know, probably 10 years now is the amount of Super Bowl commercials or the amount of commercials during the Super Bowl. If it's, it must've been really underpriced because when you watch it, there is just there must be like a hundred commercials during well, like pre game. I actually, funny enough, I actually have the exact number. Okay, what's the exact number? So I I put a tweet out. It says I, I looked this up. There are expected to be approximately seventy ad slots during the t- from the pregame all the way to the end of the game. About seventy ad spots. Most of those ad spots are going to be 30 seconds long. A few Mm -hmm. of them, a sprinkling of them will be 60 seconds long. Okay? So if the average cost of a Super Bowl ad for Super Bowl 58 is $7 million, you multiply 70 ad slots by $7 million, that's $490 million generated over the course of that four hours of the game. Almost half a billion, half a billion dollars generated in about four hours. Just sit and think on that. That is insane. And my understanding is is that the ads that run pregame and during the game are more expensive than the ads that run postgame. 
And when I that mean post game, I'm not talking about at the very end. I'm saying like you know post game report, Super Bowl trophy, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, that would make sense because a lot of people are like once once the game is officially over, a lot of people like shut it off. They do other stuff, so that would make total sense. When do you think the best time for these commercials to air? Like I like to say, great that question, great the, question. The right before the game, sometime within the first hour or so. It, it, like I see good commercials and then once the game goes into that first commercial break and that's when everyone at like the Super Bowl party at a at a at a house you know gets all huddled up okay let's see the first one yeah yeah <laughs> it's the only time of the year where people don't want to take their eyes off the screen I I think you just answered your own question I think the best slot that you can buy we're looking at all 70 ad slots I think the very best slot space you could buy which probably sells out the fastest because by the way all 70 ad slots that i just talked about sold out in minutes <laughs> when cbs because cbs is showing the super bowl when cbs <laughs> announced the rate card seven million dollars for a 30 second spot when they and they and they officially opened it up for people to buy the slots it sold out in minutes so Wow. The very best slot to get is that first commercial break, in my opinion, because literally everybody is waiting in anticipation for the commercials. Now, I think another – let's say you couldn't get into that slot. Like that, those slots instantly sell out like even faster, <laughs> the fastest. My second favorite time slot would be the first commercial break after halftime. Because after the halftime show, um, the teams are back on the field. Okay, the second half is kind of like a whole new game, if you think about it. Yeah. They always talk about football games, you know, being a tale of two halves. So the teams have gone into the locker room. They've made their adjustments. Now they're coming back out to play essentially a brand new game, like with a new strategy. And if they're losing, they're trying to win. If they're winning, they're trying to hold on to that lead. So there's a lot of focus back on the game again to start the third quarter. And then that very first commercial break in the third quarter, I think people are like locked in. I think as the game trickles on, it becomes less interesting to watch the commercials. Still interesting, but less interesting. Yes. Don't 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 hear me wrong on that. It's still interesting, but it's not as interesting as the very first commercial break that you talked about. And what I think the second best opportunity would be, like the start of the third quarter. And then finally, I'll, I'll say this. If it's a blowout, if one team is completely destroying the other team, I, anyone who bought commercials in the fourth quarter, you're screwed. You're screwed. <laughs> because if you – think about it. If you're not really into the game – like, or I'm, let me rephrase that. If you are into the game and it's a blowout, you're less interested to stick around and watch the entire thing. And if you're not really into the football, you're even more disinterested because it's not even like an entertaining thing. So if you're someone who paid $7 million for a fourth quarter time slot and it's a blowout, I feel really bad for you because you're screwed. And I don't think there's anything you can do about that. It just is what it is. So if you're going to spend the money, try to get that first half, first, first commercial break time slot or right after the third quarter.
Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, this. Yes. Right. Yeah. Gene, what way, do you think? What's your thoughts? By the way, real quick, mm. the cost of a Super Bowl commercial spot during the the Super Bowl first cracked one million dollars in 1995. Amazing. Yeah. Really so amazing. It took, it took that long to to go over a million. <laughs> and we'll probably little, we'll probably. That's a good nugget. We'll probably clear 10 million, I think, in like two more years. I think in two years we'll clear 10 million. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good thing. Yeah. All right, let's wrap right. it up. This has been a, a exciting episode. Love talking about this. We're going to get this episode put out really quick here. But, uh, Gino, bring us home. All right, find us online at Ad Symbol. Uh, it's all on social media and on all major podcast platforms. This has been but how about, how podcast. About, oh yeah. Leave us leave us some comments and thoughts in YouTube and other places what your guys' favorite Super Bowl ad was. If you agree or disagree with us, get get interactive and we will uh, we will comment back to you and also talk about it on future episodes. So don't forget to uh, engage with us, guys. We really like hearing from you. Um, it makes us motivated to keep producing outstanding content. Is the engagement you guys give us back? So thank you so much in advance for that. My name is Gino Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Libieri. Sign it out.